Hello, hello, and welcome to Twofold Podcast. Wait, 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 wait. We gotta do a little. Um, oh, yeah, I already opened mine. Kick back here. Ah, there we go. Just like the old episodes, just like the <sighs> kings of old. What one of Today, many segments? Uh, we have a special edition episode for everybody. Come on, man. Just be a little excited. I'm trying yeah. to get used to this mic setup, my friend. <laughs> yeah, this is a little... I want to apologize if there's any kind of change in quality in this episode. It's just that our setup has to be different and uh, complicated things happen. Complicated hmm. things do happen. Uh, so on the... <laughs> I, I sound like a, um, you know, those like NFL, NFL sports... Complicated things do happen. Yes. Complicated. They do happen. Or the correspondent will have more information about that. Or like a, you know... BBC so News in anchor. this special episode, uh, my wife has made her return. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> my wife. My wife. That's like the yeah. introduction. Last time I was here, I wasn't your wife, though. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. But and now, now we have gotten married. Wow. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you got married so she, you can be your wife on the podcast. Exactly. Yes, I'm the podcast That's wife. the sole reason. <laughs> the podcast wife. So welcome, Paola, back to the show. That's right. This time, Thank no you. one's in Japan, so for, everyone's here. Uh, for Yay! Those who, for those who are just now coming in, Paola was on the show for the King episode, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that weird movie. Mm-hmm. And the Romeo and Juliet oh, yeah, yeah. movie. That's right. And now you're back. I'm back. To discuss uh, The Office. The We're Office. We're talk about The Office. Oh, what? so what happened? How, does this, how did this start? How did we get into talking about The Office when, you know, the show isn't current? Um, oh, oh, it's a thing that happened before. Johnny's uh, raising Johnny. his hand. He oh, Johnny. I'm so song. sorry, Johnny. Johnny, go for it. Go for it, go, man. Go, go, go for it. Go for it. Man, Johnny, ah, he just... That was weird. Good. That was weird. I think he's he's losing the touch, Johnny. <laughs> what? Really? He's interrupting yeah. us now. I don't know. That's I don't know what this is. Because you're not paying him. Oh no, I mean, he, we, he gets his dues. I mean, you know, he, he gets like the punishments. We, we, a lot of our budget goes to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't okay. we don't like to talk finance on the podcast, but um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like uh, you know. There's like, uh, you know, certain mm-hmm. HR rules. Like taboos. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Stacy from sensitive. HR is going to, you know. Sensitive topics. Yeah, sensitive topics. So I forgot to also say on the podcast is you guys, as usual, Phil and Tim. That's right. Hello. Me. And Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. <laughs> to Johnny. Johnny's Calm down. down smoke Calm rate. down, Johnny. Paco is yeah. here, too. Oh, oh he is. Paco. He's here. Oh, he's just sitting down on the couch. Sitting and chilling. Good old Paco. Um... So yeah, Phil, you were saying, how did this come about, and why are we doing an office special? Of all the the things we could do, that's right. Why the office? I'm wondering this myself. Well, I would love to give, give you guys a context of why I wanted to do this, and why I wanted everyone to join in ah, on this conversation, uh-huh. is because we watched the U.S. office mm-hmm. for the first time ever. For the first time ever, we watched the whole thing. Mm. With, that's that's with, right. Um, yeah, as hard as it was. To the beginning, the uh, whole thing. Uh, towards the end, we we watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah. From from how uh, many seasons is back. that? That is nine. Nine seasons. seasons. <laughs> That's what That's our lot. Rona summer um, went to. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. Well, That's incredible. So, I mean, The Office, right? The Office. And wait, but it didn't start. I think we 
we first watched the British Office. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to that. Uh, I would love to cover a little bit of the British Office. Yes. Uh, and as well as the U.S. Office, and to do a little comparison because this is twofold. We can hmm. compare. Wow, we're doing it. We're things. going back to yeah, basics. Yeah, yeah. I wanted back to, to the classics. Know, I wanted to come back with a bang <laughs> and pay back my dues for all those bad episodes that I did. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've let down the audience a bit. So here I am trying to uh, come back with a little twofold homework. <laughs> That's great. Woo! That's good. I think the audience will appreciate that, Jake. Classic twofold. So listen. And also, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Nothing. Welcome back, Paula. <laughs> Oh, yes, thank you, thank absolutely. You. Of Good course, to be back in my couch. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> never left. Never left. it's like you never left. It's like I never left. Um, so listen, I wanted to I wanted to start this off with a bang, and I wanted to take us back to the original of the. And I want to say the same thing to the original originals, the British Office, mm-hmm. and I'd love to get your guys's um, experiences on when did you discover the the British office. And uh, what was your experience? I think as Paula is the guest, I'm going to let you go first and let us know what was your experience with the British office. Thank you. Uh, well, I knew that it existed. I just never watched it until Jake was like, well, you have to watch the British office because that's the true office. Um, <laughs> I've only seen like some episodes of the American office here and there because I, I would catch it on TV. And like British Office was, I, I I had no idea what it was like, and so we watched it. I think it was uh, last year, maybe in in the fall of last year. I think so it's easy to watch and it's very quick. It's only two seasons and a couple of specials, mm-hmm. and I was I I really liked it. Oh, that's really, good. Really so you were a big good. fan. I was a big fan. And then the reason why we even started watching this uh, American Office now is because I was re-watching the British Office. And Jake was like, well, why don't we watch Why don't we watch the, the, the American Office? Yeah, because I had never seen it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and bang, I, nine I months later, you were here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, 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 not <laughs> nine months. Nine seasons later. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man, it was a little slip of the slip of the tongue. So instant fan, you would say, but you were a little skeptical at the beginning, weren't you? I was in. in uh, it wasn't until like maybe three, four episodes in that I realized what you know, because c- it was so different from the American Office. It was like scripted, but it it looked very genuine. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's it's. Not as edited, I think, as uh, as the American yeah version. And we'll get into all those juicy deets. The juicy deets. Uh, uh, so Phil, tell us. Yes, tell us, me. What, what is your experience with the British office? Oh, I'll, I'll, we have a we have a little story here. So we do. Way back in the day, um, the office became a popular thing. It became a popular thing, and back then, we, me and Jake were living in America, in Indiana. No, 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 no not the, the U.S. office, the British office. I know, but that's how oh, it starts because I don't know anything else. I just mm-hmm. knew about The Office, you know, Scott, Scott Corelli, <laughs> Scott, Scott, what's his name? Scott, Scott, Scott Car- Corelli, Scott Carell, Steve Carell, Steve, Steve Carell. Carell, my friend, <laughs> Steve Carell, um, you know, all, Len Kabazinski, <laughs> Len Kabazinski, <laughs> come again, uh, uh, Steve Kab- Kab- Kaczynski, Steve Mike Carell. Wazowski, no, no, what's his name? Mike Krasinski, right? John what, what are you talking John about? John Krasinski. No, okay, sorry. So I wanted to make it cool, you know? I wanted yeah. to make it, like, super cool, like, where I would m- mention all the characters, like, the 
you know, the actor names and then we went. Well, you failed. I, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that gift that Frank um, sent. It fills away yeah, somewhere uh, on the stairs. And, like, and then me, <laughs> me and you are pulling him back. Okay, well, um, give us the short version of this story. The short version of this story is it was very popular in America. And I, and I watched two or three episodes and I noticed it was mm-hmm. a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Very unexciting that's the story that's not the story there's more but then my cousin stan was like i only watch the bbc office stan told us yes here we go again the legendary stan comes back no way and (laughs) just laughing at the gif (laughs) i can't help it the and then stan was like you don't know it was actually originally from england from the uk where all the good things come from because you know so stan likes to mention all the time and i'm like really and then i went to the library in anderson indiana and i noticed the office bbc there's a fat guy with, with a mustache and a goatee yeah they had it at a library they, they did and i <laughs> rented it and i was like oh there's a lot of swearing in here the swearing bothered you there was swearing in the office a little bit it's like barely any yeah swear they words. do swear was, oh they do they do swear yeah. it was like really awkward but i enjoyed it and i watched the entire thing and i'm like this is hilarious i love it so this would have been around 2006. Yes. When hmm. we were introduced. When The Office was really popular in America. And we, yeah, we, were, we, we loved it. I think we really enjoyed watching it. Ever since then, it has become a staple view. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Timothy? Um, I like to think that I didn't know about the U.S. office because I think, you know, that when that came out, the internet wasn't so big and they like, weren't gifts or anything, reaction gifts I didn't know existed. Speaking of Stan, my brother, I remember around that time, 2005, 2006, he was like saying, we we're talking, he's like, he thinks like Ricky Gervais is like the, like the best comedian right now out there. I think I, I remember this. I think I watched something or something like that I didn't like. I remember he was in GTA uh, 4. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't get this. He was this. a stand-up comedian, yeah, in the game. Yeah. Could, I like, remember I saw something club. from Ricky Gervais, and I was like, I don't get this. I don't, I don't like this. What, this what is... time was this, though? I don't know, like well, 2006. 2006. Okay, similar timeline. So Something around that time. I remember I was like, I, I'm not really like, this Ricky Gervais stuff is, is not working out for me. And only until I watched the animated version of the Ricky Gervais show. Of the, the okay, podcast. Yeah. Oh, with Carl Pilkington. Well, Carl Pink, And I watched that series and that was like absolutely hilarious. And then I get, you know, get to know Ricky and his evil ways. So, Tim, I just want to say <laughs> for the audience, and I think people who know about this uh, element that ties into The Office will uh-huh. know the backstory of the Ricky Gervais show. But yes. just for context, the Ricky Gervais show was a an animated version of basically re-recordings of a previous show on yeah. XFM. Yes, on radio. The, they were no. It was just it was just XFM because Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, the creators of The Office, met each other at XFM, working there. Yeah. Yes, which is a radio station. And, and, and their in the producer UK. Carl Pilkington. Yes, <laughs> and their producer Carl Pilkington, and they would they would basically just do banter between playing records, playing tracks yes. on yes, XFM. Yes. And over the years, their banter just kept growing and growing and growing. And they met this guy named Carl Pilkington, who ran the you know. Did the numbers, not the numbers. He was, the he was assigned, he was assigned to their show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And them. they would keep asking questions. They were fascinated by how, what kind of opinions he had. Cause he had very like sort of simplistic kind of opinions and they loved to poke his brain. And then by yeah. the end, 
he was like part of the show and they would just basically interview him and ask him his thoughts on I, the world. I love yeah. that stuff. I love listening to XFM, all those recordings they had from and there. Honestly, if you get your hands on the XFM oh, uh, recordings, those are all gold and it's hilarious in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if even you want... just start with the animated series, because that's like the yes. best off. Like the pretty and much. Cut, and it's cut, so there's no like dead space. I think you just get the funniest bits. And I think also it actually started the trend of animating podcasts, because I've seen mm-hmm. that too. Like all the podcasts that look like Rooster Teeth and everything, they started doing that after. Uh, the, that came out the, yeah the that show. style of like animating uh, yeah animating like what they're saying um that, so that was i saw that and I, that was hilarious and then i kind of went back through the catalog then i listened to the podcast and then like the old uh, radio shows and then i went okay so what this is you know javaris and steven merchant are funny guys let's see what they have you know and then like idiot abroad that was with carpooling and i worked my way to the office and the uh, extras and that was which came out like you know years before that but then when wow. i actually discovered it so and then i saw that and i was like hilarious i loved it probably like wonder, 2011 2012 maybe sometime wow. around i was wondering paula if you'd be interested in watching this show called extras have you ever heard of it no uh ricky <laughs> ricky, ricky gervais did another show after the office with okay. steven merchant his co-writer and it's about this uh, man. Sad who, little fat man. Sad little man. Sad little fat man. Who wants to be a star, but he's actually an extra, right? For, oh, okay. for many For many episodes. And throughout the season, he sort of starts to gain some, some fame. But within this, you kind of uh, sort of realize how, you know, is how it what empty a lot of this stuff is. Yeah. It's actually a really, really good series, in my opinion. Yeah, we can watch it. Chubby has got a lot of crazy cameos. <laughs> got a crazy cameos of actors, like famous mm-hmm. actors like Ben Stiller. Um, really? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. All these Kate people Winslet. who play <laughs> the worst versions of themselves. Oh, God. Yes. So Samuel L. Jackson, who's like an absolute douchebag. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I, I'd be interested, yeah. So so that's that's how I got to the... And, and then, Interesting. And I, then I checked out, like, then I found out about the U.S. version of it. And that's like, that's a common thing. They've been adapting U.K. shows. So question, just, just to just to clarify. So you discovered the British office while discovering this whole XFM, Ricky Gervais show. Yes, yes. Then Carl Pilkington, and then it eventually got to the office. That's crazy. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know about it. Like, uh, I maybe I knew of, of it, but I never watched it. I've never seen any episodes of it. Until like I went and watched the whole thing like ten years after it was released. So you you probably watched uh, the British Office like what two thousand nine ten or something? Yeah, something like that. Two thousand ten, eleven, twelve, some sometime around there. And what was your reaction? It was, it was hilarious. It was amazing. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I I knew like the legendary mockumentary, the one that started it all. You know, Spinal Tap. I've seen that like a thousand times. That's my one of my favorite movies. That's and, right, Spinal Tap. But this is like a completely different beast. I think it 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 does have a lot of similarities that it knows how to use the format that I have not seen anything else um, successfully use that former format for all types of comedy, especially like you know the U.S. Office and the other shows that kind of inspired afterwards. But um, yeah. But it's it's Ooh. just, I mean, we can talk about the UK office, but there's so many aspects of it that is just amazing that has not well, been replicated ever. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, but I, Jacob has something to tell us that he made for us. But yes, I do. But I just wanted to say that I want to see from all of so you guys, quick. like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's holding something in his 
Sand. Socks. He's holding something in there. Uh, no, I wanted to ask you guys, what is like one thing that you really, really love about the British office that like drew you in to liking it? Good question. Okay, go. Go, Paul. Me first? Yeah, go first. You've been, <laughs> just, you've been yeah. Do you want me to do it? I'll, you know I don't what? know. I mean, I, I guess for me, it was... Um, it was refreshing to see that there was a lot of what seemed um, either more like improv or unscripted banter between the characters. There was a lot of like um, background chat chatter and, and stuff that you maybe don't usually see in those uh, like heavily edited shows and stuff like that. That's kind of what I liked. I also liked that it was <laughs> extremely cringy. Yes. Yeah, you couldn't handle the cringe. No, no. I think the first time it was like too much. The second time I understood the character of David <laughs> Brent more, so I handled it better. But it, the first time I was like, I could not. Like that guy was just like, I, I don't know. It was hard for me to understand that someone could be so unaware of themselves, and and yet I I still just wanted to see more of it. Yeah. I think that's kind of what what. Uh, what made me, yeah, yeah. What made me watch watch the whole thing? Yeah, if anybody listening hasn't seen the British Office, it's so it's like cringe. It's so beautiful in the way that it's uh, so awkward. Oh man, I think yeah. I think in my opinion uh, it uh, it does cringe. I've never seen cringe done so well, but but <laughs> in the sense that the Office, I think, never was about cringe. The Office just had the element in it, replicating situations you get yourself in in real life like that. Yeah. And I think that's to me what draw, drew me in is that it plays this realism so well that you can associate it recognize all these moments in your everyday life. Um but it includes, you know, a character like David Brent yeah. kind of disrupts that and uh is also realistic. You can he's an amalgamation of a lot of people, you know. I like that it's a funny show but you don't really end up laughing as much as you just go Ugh, oh my god oh god you know because he's like so <laughs> yeah, that's it though right you, you don't really laugh a lot you just think like how is he like that how is someone like yeah, that and like and like and you think about all the people how everyone else reacts differently to him yeah. yeah and that's one of the things i really like about it there's no jokes this isn't there's no there's no punch lines i mean there's a few which now watching it you can clearly see and it's like that's not the best part of the show like there's definitely a few jokes but it's yeah there's yeah. no this isn't about you know setting up and then psh, here you go you know funny uh, thing it's 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 the experience of the excruciation experience of every scene that's just amazing and, and i think also at the end of the day i'm sure you guys would agree that like i think all those characters are just like reflections of of people you've known or at least sort of a stare almost like a stereotype or at least like an example of people like that yeah, yeah. And you just you just want to watch it because I think that I think we're also drawn to you know experiences that are real and we're interested in people in general. Yeah, that is true. And so then if you have that combination of of the comedy, the cringe, these characters, I think the that, relatable that, scenarios exactly. Like I, at at some point you will know like some of these things you've yourself experienced. And I think <laughs> to 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 conclude, my sort of opinion is that at the end of the day. The British office never, ever, in my opinion, oversteps its premise, and it never oversteps into something that you could um, go, wow, that is totally unrealistic. There's there's mm -hmm. always a little bit of a bend there, you know, where it's like, yeah, this is a little bit exaggerated, maybe, mm -hmm. 
but it never ever goes past yeah maybe point. towards the end like when he's kind of like chasing that whole career of a celebrity oh yeah and the christmas <laughs> special yeah, yeah like yeah, when he's hoping that you know people will recognize him and stuff but but even that there are people who, who but he that. would do that yeah, yeah exactly. he would do that it, it is yeah. compatible with his character yeah and, and it works kind of like meta because like the entire this the uk office is played as in this has been aired on tv like an actual documentary like so mm-hmm. so by the time christmas uh, like people like they're pretending the fame yeah, of yeah, yeah. the actual show because the, the mockumentary is the fame of the documentary yes so, yeah. so, so it's like yeah, a very meta yeah. joke so so it kind of works yeah. it's great it's it's wonderful um there's anything else to like to be said about that is that i just really like how i was should i mention about the episode yeah, we watched mention we... whatever yeah okay oh yeah i want to say jake's so homework my yes. homework for you guys uh was to watch one episode from the british office and one episode from the u.s office that's right. And just for the show, the episode I picked from the U.S. office is called Surplus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the episode centers around um, the office having a surplus of money that they need to spend by the end of the day. Otherwise, they lose that. And it's a whole kerfuffle. And then the episode from the U.K. office was the pilot. Yeah. Go on. Phil. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I have to say, you picked the perfect ones to... Oh, thank you to draw upon because like i was like hmm, this must have some purpose you picked something that was like that had some kind of reason behind it and then the comparisons between the british one and the american one were like very very you picked you did a good job oh, thank you, really you so picked much a very good example uh to to see the uh the contrast between them so the what was it what was i going with what was i talking uh, about you, you wanted to say know. that the last thing to add was about the british office then you said can we talk about the yeah yeah, yeah. so the thing to add about the British office was that when I was watching that one episode that you sent me from the British office was of the pilot. Um, what I always really liked about that was how every time I watched this thing again, there's mm-hmm. always something new that I noticed just because of the more experience I have with the outside world. Because like when I first saw it, I was 15 or 16, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the same as when I was watching it later when I was 21. And it wasn't the same when I was watching later as, as I'm 31. You know what I mean? And it's interesting that I notice all these little um, subtleties that were put in. And it's not just because it's like, uh, it's just genius, but it's just because of how um, they really wanted to get the jokes not to be up in front of your face, but in the subtext of, Correct, yeah. of the interactions of people and the reality of the situation that you yourself find. And I think like Tim mentioned, like familiar, there weren't any really jokes. It's just, yeah. it's just circumstances, situations. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's no like quotes. Like you can't go like, like, Oh, here's a one line from the office. Like I can't think of one except, you know, there's been a rape up there, but like, like, like everything else is a situation. You have to like set it up properly. Like, it, you know, like, like David Bren dancing is a weird dance. Like that doesn't make any yeah, sense yeah, yeah. unless you watch the entire show. That makes it I funny. I think it's you one of those shows that truly is truly, uh, means it means something to say, like you have to watch the show. You can't just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to be there. You have to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, I also good old Morpheus say, line. <laughs> I wanted to say, yeah. show you the door. I want to say like, just in comparison with maybe the, uh, the American office, I like how refreshing, how short and refreshing the British office mm. is. It has two seasons. It's very sort of like you, you watch it, you get it and that's it. You know, you, you it kind of ends on the best part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, 
the American one, it just got dragged out very long and it was very difficult to watch towards yeah that's the end. something i would love it's the to american hear because, way because yeah. <laughs> like look surprise surprise i haven't seen the entire american office right. i've and, seen at least maybe 10 episodes maximum so you've oh, you've seen around 10 and tim you've also probably seen not, nothing right um so yeah like i was saying basically i think i w- tried back then to watch the american office and maybe i watched like a few episodes from the first season and i was like not liking it and then me a skip to you know like a fourth or fifth season just to check it out and i was like okay this is definitely not what and that was it until you gave me <laughs> okay. okay and i was like i'm not finding this interesting at all so then I'm, until you give me the homework so i watched that one episode the surplus to, yeah. to, to compare so so thank you for that i, I just want to add before um, <laughs> oh, yes well, that's sarcasm or i can't tell you or jake is asking like um what are the things that you know you find uh like good or amazing for you personally for for the uk office mm-hmm. and two things one is like there's one thing about david brent i think he's he's like a very interesting character and ever since watching that show like he has been a good um like example of not what to do for me personally i think there's i've had bosses that are like that mm-hmm. some more than others or like a you know combination but also i think my personal like shortcomings and how I view the world, I may relate to David Brent sometimes, you know? So I think like anytime I lead like a team or I have some responsibility, like I always use David Brent as an example to myself, not what to do. (laughs) So it's really Uh, good for me, like, because, you know, like don't talk about two things, you know, before you do them, you know, like I am also like a sort of like a, I want people to like me. So I'll go lengths, you know, just just to, to to appear that you know, like likable on everything, and that kind of diminishes yeah. your um, actual productivity and being a professional. And it's like he's an amazing example of like what not to do. He, I like, think, we, yeah, yeah, because he's focused at work. He's focused on everything but work. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's true though, because he's focused on how what image other people are gonna you know see of him how they're going to perceive him and stuff like that it's like yeah he's so obsessed with his uh like how people want how people should like him and how they should think he's funny that that's all he spends all day doing like i i, yeah. I truly think he never does any work he's like he's, he's reached the point of just <laughs> just yeah. doing that I like he accidentally got that job somehow and he just like maintains it. But like the, my head, head yeah. canon is that like he invited the documentary people on that. Well, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. I want yeah. to say to your point, uh, Paula and Tim, I want to say that uh, I read an article about uh, a little bit about the British office and American office comparison. Mm-hmm. And the writer made a good uh, sort of suggestion or also kind of a head canon where he said, David Brent is so, you know, like you said, focused on what people think about him that the opening scene where he's giving that guy, the forklift guy, a job, oh, right? yes. mm-hmm. he said, David Brent is clearly competent at his, at his job. He clearly yeah. can do his job. He's not like an imbecile. And he said yes. in the article that, but because the camera crew was there <laughs> focusing on him, mm-hmm. he slowly just totally divulged and <laughs> that stopped is working. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I good. mean, I think you can see in some areas that he is, he understands the job, you know? And I think the whole point, that he's trying to do is like people he's he's tries not to let everything corporate come into the office and just eat people alive because he's trying to give them like 
Oh, but it's not just that. It's not just this corporate meeting of someone coming in and telling you how to be more productive. It's like we we do it here our way, you know, and like we get a guitar and we sing and, you know, like it makes sense. Of course, <laughs> the, the, the office life is not just something corporate. You have to give people some other you know, some other substance to, mm -hmm. to enjoy sort of, so, so to speak, yeah. you know, but he just, he just doesn't know where the limit where is. The he limit doesn't, is, yeah. doesn't know where to end, you know? And so he just, instead of uh, kind of finding a balance, he just focuses entirely on his, his, uh, philosophies. Yeah. Because ultimately he just, he does those things so people like him as a boss and he doesn't really understand because <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just, he sees the world from a very sort of selfish childlike kind of perspective mm -hmm. and, and we can, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about the uh, like comparison because I don't know the character of the, 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 the US, Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah, Michael Scott. Scott. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that I was like a stark, very. stark, yeah, stark difference. Know. We can talk about that. But the other th point I wanted to bring out is what I really love about this is that it uses the format to the full extent, which I have not mm -hmm. seen yes. mm -hmm. any of the U.S. mockumentary type of movies. And and I wanted to like use David Brent as an example of how many levels of humor you get from that character, depending on the situation with the camera, because you have because you have the interview. <laughs> right. And that is David Brent at his fullest in front of a camera. No one's there to make it awkward. That's mm -hmm. him during the audience exactly what he wants there's no situation to make it awkward sometimes he does it for himself like he messes mm -hmm. up for himself like he reveals a bit too much but that's him i you know exactly wants to tell the people what they want to think of him right then you have the second one when he's in the real world situation he knows the camera's there he always looks at it right and he's always trying to put out his best you know how he wants the camera crew to see him how he's in the workplace and it goes it goes well like how he wants it until an awkward situation comes in that somebody's not cooperating or someone doesn't understand him then it falls apart and you can see the panic in his eyes right yeah. that, that's that's when the cameras disappear from him he forgets about them because he's trying to fix the situation sometimes for the camera but sometimes with the actual people because he realizes he messed up and then the last layer, which is amazing, is he doesn't know he's being filmed. And there's a couple of amazing scenes yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, when that's the camera true. crew is. And, and you have like three levels of, of this character that, you know, that plays mm -hmm. with the fact, with the format that it's a the documentary. And you don't get that. Like, totally. With the, US, with the U.S. show, basically, what I think, what I, what I think happened, and I watched a couple of um, mockumentary TV series that came after The Office, like... Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Line Nine and Emma's watching Modern Family. I think mm -hmm. the UK office and how it uses that format, as opposed to the US kind of aside, they're completely not related. That's not at all what I think mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. Is basically the US figured out that they can do a sitcom cheaper, <laughs> easier with mm -hmm. this format because basically <clears throat> what it happens is. Like that whole layers of of of, um, of of comedy that you can play with, that's all gone. You have, you know, sketch happening and sometimes people comment on it. And sometimes people comment on it when the joke is too, like, hard to explain. So then you have the people explain the joke or they use that as a punchline. Mm -hmm. And then the whole looking at the camera, that's never used <clears throat> for comedy. It's it's basically replaces the laugh track. And I've noticed yeah. this watching that episode yeah. you sent me, every time a joke happens one of the people look in the camera and it's basically saying, ha ha, this is yeah. a joke. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you don't have to have a studio. It's cheaper. You can just have this little dinky old set with one camera. 
Um, you know, it's it can be look cheap, so you don't have to pay a lot of money. I think he just basically discovered, okay, this is actually a better way to do a sitcom and run it for 10 years, the same crew, instead of doing the traditional, you know, audience and yeah. people yeah. are mm-hmm. there. I think that's what happened. I, cause like, I think I, you're onto something, though, because uh, in terms of like how you interpret the tone, because you basically only saw now essentially one episode. But I think you gathered basically the whole viewpoint that I think we'd agree with after watching nine seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you confirm it. You confirm it after you can nine confirm. Yeah, I can confirm. Because no, you can it, confirm. It, it, season by season, the mockumentary was going away and it was becoming more and more and more scripted. And they just kept that sort of like the interview part of the show. And it's really funny because, well, spoiler alert, the show ends on with them like watching the documentary. It finally came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, wow. I I forgot that they were doing a documentary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a sitcom by the end. <laughs> I wanted to touch on those points uh, as well, but I wanted to first go through a little bit of a short like background of sort of how the US office came to be. I don't have like oh, yeah? I don't have a ton of you got in- some information. Info? I have I did I tried to put some effort into a little bit of research, but I don't have like amazing okay. information. But I just wanted to sort of give a context. So, the British office uh <laughs> That sounded like like, uh, wait wait wait. They're tickling each other. That's all I'm saying. South Park episode. No South Park character. Is it Timmy? (laughs) (laughs) No, not Timmy. Not Timmy. No, what was the guy with the crutches? What's his name? Uh, Jimmy. No, what the hell is the guy's name? You mean you mean uh, the one with the orange? That's no, Kenny. no, that's Kenny. Kenny. That's, no, that's Kenny. No, Kenny. the guy with the crutches. Um, we because yeah, he's got a little bit of like a, a <laughs> situation. Uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Okay, okay well, you, you, you think, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy. It's Jimmy, not Timmy. Jimmy. Jimmy. So, uh, <laughs> the British Office uh, first aired the first episode of the first season. The British Office consists of two seasons, each containing around six episodes, I think. And uh, there's also a Christmas special. It was about two hours. And that's the entirety of the British series. It aired first aired on the 9th of July, 2001. And the show completed 27th of December, 2003. Right? Yes. The U.S. office first aired March 24th, 2005. So pretty much a year and a half, two years later. Hmm. Which is a really short amount of time, if you think about it, between the Seems show. Seems pretty long to me, but... Oh, okay, maybe it could be long. To me, it seems short. And what I found out was, in my research, is that <laughs> I research. always wondered, I always wondered, like, how in the world did this get picked up? Like, did Ricky go to them? Did someone come to Ricky? Did they, were they, you know, just keeping tabs on all the British me, shows coming let out? Let me guess, let me guess. Someone came to Ricky. That's correct. You are correct. Of course. Someone came to Ricky, but listen to the context. The American Hounds. Based on what I read, and based on Ricky Gervais's account... A producer, and I'm not sure which producer, probably one of the main producers of the U.S. version, mm-hmm. they were either on a business trip or vacationing in England, and they turned on the BBC, and The Office was playing. <laughs> and the producer's like, well, this is a fascinating show. This is so good. And they called up Ricky, and they're like, hey, right. can we do a deal for The Office? <laughs> Ricky, do you want to live in uh, well, look, Stanford, at least, Stanford Heap or whatever it's called? What, what I'm happy about is at least the guy was watching the show and not looking yeah. at the numbers and going, what's the most popular show? And going... I agree. But at the same time, though, I think that actually sets the stage very well as to what exactly the approach of the US version was <laughs> using the UK as its springboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is where I wanted to get into this sort of like 
whole difference, right? So the U.S. office spanned nine seasons. It was from 2005 to 2013. 13? Oh, a ton of episodes and a ton of seasons. Too much! To cover <laughs> the, the, the situation in an office. Yeah. So listen to this. So... The first season, you guys watched the. You guys didn't watch the pilot. Of the I US did watch one. the pilot of the first one because I was curious. At one point, I wanted to see the American uh, Office, so I rented mm-hmm. it at my library. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you didn't watch it recently. No, but I do remember, and it was a beat for beat first episode of the okay. BBC Office. Yes, Tim, and, and no we one got it in together. America. Yes, correct. And so the, the, the first episode <laughs> is a carbon copy. Yes. Of the British office. And my goodness, like, if you watch that, Tim, I should have maybe linked that to you. But yeah, I you should. I have to give you the comparison. Okay. But you, you can go watch it later. I mean, it's it's so strange. I remember reading an article where someone said, like, that first... They said the whole first season, but I especially think the whole the first episode is, like, this, you know, like, this soulless version of the <laughs> office. Ghost. That the humor just doesn't translate because American humor is so different, and especially in television, it's it's so different from how British humor is done in this context. That the jokes were being basically like transliterated into American humor, mm-hmm. but the whole point of the joke in the context was completely lost. Yeah, it didn't feel like they were actually. I look, I'm recalling this from like 2007. Yeah, but you're probably not going to be far off. But like the point was that they were trying to drive towards like a, a rim shot, you know, instead of making the Yes. And instead of making the 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 result of the situation be the funny part because of right. how awkward it is. Yeah. There's no punchline in these jokes, yeah. And really it felt like, you know, the actors were just saying these lines and, and some of them were doing their best, you know, to to say these lines of how they were in the British or to kind of do their own version of the British lines. But it really fe- it felt very forced and it felt like the this, this show, they didn't know, they didn't have a sort of identity for themselves and they didn't know what they wanted to do. But they knew that the British office was good for some reason. But it's so strange mm-hmm. because I think that they, you know, maybe the producers knew what made it funny. Maybe they, maybe it just, you know, worked for them. Maybe they've seen all kinds of different shows. But I really think that like based on the, the show itself, at least especially that first season, I, I don't think they... I don't think they understood what exactly made the office good, the British one. Yeah. And so I watched that episode, the first episode, and took out my DVD and went, well, that's The Office, I guess. <laughs> and I didn't watch the, the rest of done. the show. Well, I wanted to tell you that that pilot episode continues, that similar style continues on for the whole first season. And the first season, the U.S. shows only six episodes. Oh, wow. Compared to 22, 24. You mean just like wow. the British one? Yeah, just like the British one. They're really trying hard. And that first season was very strange because they were doing a lot of like copying of the British mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Adapting. Adapting. And a lot of this like <laughs> tonality was like, it's like a hint of from the British version. It almost sometimes line for line, they'd have things said, but just like that feel and tone and like, like I said, soul of that was missing. But listen to this, that whole first season, actually when it finished running, it got mixed reviews. Mixed. And the reason why is because the character of Michael Scott, they were trying trying to so closely match it to David Brent, but not for what not for the things you were saying to him with those multi layered you know yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. subtleties of the camera and him <clears throat> as the person and what he's trying to show, but basically they just made him like a mean boss. Honestly, that's uh, all they did. And I don't know if you can weigh in in Michael Scott in the first season. Yeah, Didn't he just feel like a very sort of stereotypical 
mean boss who there's I, nothing behind. Yeah, I think they didn't maybe I don't know what they were going for. Like that that's one question that kind of lingers with me after seeing both of them. Is I wonder if they wanted to make Michael so different from David because Michael was definitely positively more mean in the first season. In the first season and later even later, than, yeah. than cringe. Think- I don't think they got it. I don't think they understand the fact that David Brent is not a mean person. He doesn't right. want yeah, bad yeah. for anyone. He just wants good for himself. <laughs> and yeah, from that yeah. selfish point of view, he hurts other people. Yep. That's that's yeah. the only thing. He's never, like you even, like by the end of the show, you feel sad, sorry for him. He's a sad little man, as she says. Yeah, yeah. Chubby little fat man. As as she says in the, in the you know, the the... And that's that's something that I would probably assume never happens in any of the uh, U.S. version. Is that last no. bit no, in, the, it doesn't. in the first and, episode and, when when he does the practical joke of firing yeah. Don? And, you, yeah, that's oh, just man. like that's just like yeah. brooding. But again, he wasn't trying to be mean to her. And as she says in the end, "You wanker, you sad little man." And I think that's like yeah. the best. Yeah characterization of Jeremy. he's a sad <laughs> little, yeah. little man who wants everyone to love him but he just exactly. yeah. d- doesn't know how to do it but you know david goes on like in other like f- in seasons like he puts businesses out of business you know he he like uh, destroys small small business yeah stuff like that it's like stuff that you, why why would you do that if you have a choice not to do it you know so yeah, and and i i think there are some moments where it's like incredibly cringe and he he's extremely self-focused, very sort of like a narcissistic character. He does sort of get like an hap- like a happy ending and stuff, but it's it's just I don't know, he doesn't he he's an amusing character, but not not so much as a, as a Ricky's character. No, I mean what's strange is that like so after that first season of having a sort of stereotypical yeah, I know. kind of mean type of uh, individual not many layers going on really again they're taking cues from david brent but i think they don't know what they want from david brent like what element they want to work and then they're also transliterating that into the american humor so just like all gets lost in there but after the first season they had those mixed reviews and then they went into season two it got picked up the show and they reinvented the character of michael scott did they? They reinvented the character. Uh, one notable thing is that, for instance, like his hair in the first season <laughs> looks like he's losing yeah, hair. Yeah, and he sort yeah. of gels mm-hmm. it back and sort of looks, you know, bad. And in the second season, he it looks like he you know, got hair pl- hair implants. He looks you know nicer, yeah, fuller. His, his hairline good, is good, totally teeth, different. Though, yeah. Good teeth. Yeah, his, yeah. his face is nice and you know healthy looking. Yeah. He's got to look way, good. He can't be likable to Americans if he don't look good. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I also found out that they, uh, for the first season, they dressed him in oversized suits on purpose to make him yeah. look like he doesn't know how to dress himself and to sort of get this double chin effect in the interviews to make him look just unlikable. And in the second season, you know, they went full on, you know, nice looking or at least adequate looking person who yeah. dresses himself well and then looks like a likable character. And so I'm, I'm looking ha- at the images. That's, that's pretty stark. It, yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. And so what <sighs> happened is that season two onwards, they reinvented the character um, to be someone who is likable. And, you know, it's really strange because I think that, for instance, I wanted to mention that in watching now all the U.S. Um, episodes mm-hmm. is that, you know, the, the strangest thing is that the tone of the show, you know, there has to always be this element of like optimism, right? There's this optimistic, which is very characteristic, I think, American TV, especially American humor. Oh, all the time. Humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, American comedy television is that you, like, like it's just so strange. Keep, I'm yeah, trying to put words, but 
Like you, you had that first season where they tried to be a little more pessimistic, right? But then they go overboard, making Michael too mean. And it's like, well, that's not why David Brent worked. He wasn't, like you said, a mean guy. And then they go into season two onwards and they have to, you know, they have to have, they want to be, have the premise of it being sort of like a realistic office space, right? Mm -hmm. But so quickly they lose that premise and they trade it in for a classical movie type premise of, you know, you have to have things to work, to work out. You have to have characters who are optimistic, who get what they want in the end. You have to have, you know, storylines that always pan out. You know, you need people to be nice in the end to each other, you know, mm -hmm. and those are things that are okay. But at the same time as you're completely missing the entire point of what made the office special. Yeah. What made the office yeah. special is the situations that are realistic. Real life doesn't function that way. You know, there will be times where it'll be amazing and great and that's wonderful, but there'll be many times where it won't be. And so I wanted to say that then in the entire show of the office, basically, and you can weigh in on mm -hmm. this, uh, uh, the show just gradually moves away from that original premise of sort of what they took from the British office or yeah. even the American office of the situation and sort of realistic elements, just gradually moving away from that into a very, like you said, Tim, a very sitcom like show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then towards the end, my goodness, there's almost nothing happens in the office anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. They, they dragged it on for too, too long for too long. Tell me about this. So, I mean, essentially you have basically, there's a lot of storylines that like, for instance, something that's typical, it's in the U.S. office. So let's talk about, for instance, like Tim and Don, the love story of Tim and Don. Yeah. 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 That's a wonderful story. Why? Because they're two regular people yeah. who fall in love, but it's not fall in love in the movie style. They yeah. like each other. They yeah. yeah. want to spend time with each other, each other right? <laughs> each other. <laughs> they, want to, they, 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 they. they want to spend time with each other. And um, my favorite part was there. in the making of the British office, Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais said something like, you know, we wanted the situation to be that like, you know, um, for instance, like uh, <laughs> Don putting your hand on Tim's shoulder is like a kiss and then them kissing is like a shag. That's true. That's that's yeah, so, yeah. totally what makes it work, right? Because um, it's, a, it's a mockumentary of a documentary. Documentary crew is not going to their house to watch them have sex. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <hold> that. <laughs> Imagine and that. Then, <laughs> and then you compare the story with, for instance, Jim and, Jim and Pam. Honestly, the, the story of Jim and Pam is nice, too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, us watching it, you're interested. You're invested. You want to see yeah. these characters get together. You want to see how it happens and the drama behind that. But at the end of the day, that took three seasons, you know, to get there. <laughs> I mean, did it. I, will, I will even grant them that, you know, because I think people sometimes, I'm like that. I don't know. Maybe women are more like that. I don't, like, I'm happy when someone ends up together, but I also want to know, well, like, what happens next? Do they get married? Well, are course, they going to have know, yeah. kids, you know? So uh, at least with um, Jim and Pam, you get you, you get that. You you get to see that they, get, they got married. They had a kid. But wait, they did. They did. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they, they had. They, they had two kids. They yeah. were getting married. They this is news to me. Kids. Yeah, uh, you sort of see all that post. You know, getting together. Yeah. But I wanted to say, like, they they overcrowded the whole romantic aspect of the show with too many romances. There were there was a the two of them. There was Michael Michael's love interest. Uh, there was a, what's his name Dwight mm -hmm. and his Dwight, love. You yeah. know his love affairs with. Angela and stuff like that. Then there was also uh, that other guy. What's his name? Andy. Andy. Andy yeah, Andy and, and the, the new new receptionist. And then Michael. Did you mention Michael? Yeah, yeah. Michael and his love interests. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. There, there, there's like just too too many of them for my taste. W wouldn't you agree that, so for instance, like, uh, oh, there's one more love interest. Yeah. Reddit's love interest with the U.S. office. 
<laughs> I don't know. You know what oh, I noticed? Yes. Oh, yes. Because yes. you sent me. I don't want to derail this. I'm mm-hmm. really sorry. But like you sent me this episode and yeah. I'm like, he said, explain like I'm five. And I'm like, wait, that's a subreddit. I wanted to get that. Can you hold that up? Yeah, yeah. Just to finish yeah, this yeah, one, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to say that at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, uh, there's always this like almost like uh, is transcendent, the correct word, like some almost like a supernatural force, you know, behind the mechanism that makes things, uh, that wraps things up, you know, wraps yeah, in the American bow. one. Yeah. In the, yeah. That's it's it's a writer's the, room. That's a writer's room with like guides and a exactly a co- like cookie was, cutter. Like yeah, they just put on every episode. And like she was mentioning, like too many romances. And like I said, the Jim and Pam thing is not a bad you know uh, storyline, but it's just that at the end of the day, it 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 uh, there's some element force in there that's making it all work. You know, in the end. Whereas like yeah. you look at the British Office, and that is again a reflection of something that you you've seen, and, and it makes you want them to finally get together yes I mean, yes you, absolutely that's what you, i was when thinking. you watch the christmas special the I Br- mean, british office yeah the british office and for those who know uh they, there's nothing guaranteed that let's say tim and tim and don get married and have kids there's no guarantee yeah but yeah. they just say this is the payoff you've been waiting for for watching the whole show is that they get together whatever that means we well, don't know yeah. but that's you know a really great payoff and so that's what I'm trying to say. That's sort of a comparison of the two, of how they approached the characters. I think also these relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you have to also add into that the American one is drawn out. So they, there's there's just so Parkour. much happening. I mean, know, I think between. we can all agree that the, the main character in both the UK version and the US version is, is either David Brent or uh, Michael Scott. So for me, it really makes no sense to continue a show when the main character leaves, mm. which is what happens <gasps> in the U.S. office. That's right. You know, and the show goes on for how long? Three? I think three seasons. Three, seasons. three more seasons without... Yeah. Without Michael Scott, yeah. Without Scott. But that's like a standard thing, isn't it? Without like an Steve Carell. Sorry, sorry. That's, that's like what? a standard thing in American series, basically. And you do the series until yeah. the ratings yeah. drop. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they just drag it on, drag it on, drag it on. And you know what's fascinating to me? I was watching an interview with John Krasinski, and it was about the end of the office, the U.S. office. And listen to this. He told, he said it to the interviewer. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, we were thinking, you know, when should we, you know, end the office? Like, you know, it was we actually wanted to get everyone involved and to get everyone's opinion. It should be the the decision of the cast to when to end it. Mm-hmm. I think to myself like that's so weird how slow that goes. Like, wh- why are you thinking about when to end it three seasons after Michael Scott is gone? Like those are the decisions that I think they're just so different in nature from this like British TV, like in this in this sense, because it's this whole different machine. You know how yeah. NBC runs and all those those companies. Yeah. It's a different business, it's a different industry. Like, and it's so strange to me when they put those sort of like artistic flares or like sort of sentimental flares to those decisions because it's just weird how slow it moves. It's like this giant behemoth that just moves so slowly through everything. And then you're like thinking about ending it and you're already four seasons in without Michael Scott. Yeah. Those are very strange things. Especially to... <laughs> for, for a format of it being a mockumentary, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like a documentary that they've been, what, recording for, what, 10, 11 years? Yeah. 10 years. Come on. Yeah. And in the, in the <laughs> show, they reveal that at the end. These are all spoilers, I didn't think way. of this. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, they reveal that they've been following them for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, just I mean, the premise of everyone working at the same freaking company in the same office. Oh yeah, is is just ridiculous. 
I think like you know, like what we said, like the thing with the, that's how Americans because it's like the the way how TV shows work is basically a steady job, and anytime you have to quit a show means you have to fire you know three hundred people, you know fifty yeah. crew, mm-hmm. and if like yeah, everyone's hundred crew, it's like you know like as far as like a BBC thing, it's more of they're all hired in BBC, and once this show is done, they'll probably right. work in another show. It's it's a different system. It's more of like a former expression or like idea. Instead of like a, a business that, you know, you put together and if it's successful, that means for all the people in the show right. as the actors and the crew, you push it as long as because, you know, that that's 10 years of, of, yeah. of a steady job. It, it's more of entertainment instead of like a creative endeavor. Yeah. But like what you said about the, the show, like how it's different. And I've only seen the, you know, that episode you told me, which uh, showed me, which was like the fifth season, I think. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, I mean, like there's nothing common with the uk office and i also want to preface that you know this seems very critical of of the u.s office but in the kind of uh view we're looking at this if if we're if we're discussing the u.s office by itself and if i watched it it probably would have a different opinion but since we're discussing it in in the context of each other and comparing what from one thing to another it does like there's there's no point like if if this was based in in not an office but a warehouse and it was called the warehouse like we, we would, <laughs> would not have this conversation <laughs> you know we would have not have this conversation because honestly watching that one episode you show me there's, there's no relation like there's there's nothing that goes that's good about the office into i mean I, i'm i'm pretty sure the people who wrote that episode have never worked in an office like watching that <laughs> one, that's great. Yeah, watching oh, one episode yeah. of The Office, one episode of Office, I had like a seven flashbacks of working in an office of situations I've been like so the, the whole one. the BBC yeah. one, yeah, like the whole yeah. when that temporary guy comes in, and then and, and then David <laughs> yeah. Brent shows around the office. Like I've done that. Like it's been a while. Like probably I haven't been part of a team team in my work for a long time. But I remember the first two years of when I was part of a team that I usually did that. Like new person comes in, I would show them around the office. And just like so much of that situation of like nostalgia yeah, the and just awkwardness. like awkwardness, yeah. <laughs> the awkwardness of them being scared to say something stupid because it's their first work and you're trying to break the, you know, the awkward silence and you're, you're making jokes and it's not working. And it's just all of that came in. Well, the American episode you showed me basically, <laughs> it showed like if somebody, like they had a list of premises that are tied to office that they put together in a spreadsheet. And it's like, oh, look, this happens in office. They have a surplus of money that's right let's 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 brainstorm let's brainstorm what the characters would do oh there'll be t2's teams who want chairs and 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 a a printer right and a copier and then and then it goes off on that it's got nothing to do with an office or how it feels to be in a war office nothing so I was like, that was like so strange to me. No, and, then, I agree with and the you. entire time, but someone I'm got thinking, tricked into getting married. Well, that, I, that I don't understand about that. But the, the, he's oh, the, Dwight. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't even care about that part. But the thing, <laughs> was, the thing was driving me insane the entire time. Yes, you can buy a, photo, a photocopier for four thousand yeah. dollars, but you can buy only one chair for four thousand dollars. An office chair costs four thousand dollars. I know Wait, that. What? I guess, like, I guess it's like a Herman Miller times ten. <laughs> you, can only get, to, you can only get one chair. It's like it's like this permit. Like I was just like, oh, this is such a writer's room like nonsense. And and, and, right, and I understand yeah. by itself. You know what? Like I watched Parks and Rec, and that's exactly the same thing. It's got nothing to do with mockumentary. I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right. Got nothing with the documentary. It's all fine. But in comparison with the UK Office. 
it is a little bit, you know, frustrating. Mm -hmm. But that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. No, I wanted to say, because I also uh, worked in, in an office for a while. I wanted to say that my favorite part from the British office, the most awkward scene is when they get that woman. I don't know her name, the black haired woman. They mm -hmm. get, get her a dildo. Yeah, for her and birthday. It's, yeah, it's so typical of someone to think that was such a good idea to yes. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just bring it to the office. And, you know, she opens the gift and there's like 30 people there. And everyone just has this like weirded out smile <laughs> on their face. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's so true. I mean, I, I, I was... I worked in an office once and there was this uh, girl who we, we, we had secret, secret Santa and she someone gifted her a toothbrush and a toothpaste. And, and, and she's like, oh, thank you. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. thought that was yeah. a good idea? You know, what the hell? Yeah, what is that? And that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't think, you know, maybe the dildo, the whole dildo thing is exaggerated. But it, it really it's, represents it, the, the idea of... And the atmosphere Yeah, the atmosphere through. and the, the, that one person in the office who thinks that's a great idea. And then everyone but, but, is just uh, weirded a, out. Yeah, something but I, I, to say, I like, can bring in... Uh, sorry, sorry. I've never, been, I, I've never been to an office, but I can relate to these kinds of social situations as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What is, so. what is interesting about the, the thing... The, I, I worked in, in a UK office and a, a lot of the familiarity comes because I actually worked in an environment like that. And there's a few things that I was wondering if you guys would get. And this is one thing about the, the dildo gift is that in UK there's this a few, th a few fascinations that might seem in like the working... Uh, people working in office that might seem Workplace. strange to other ones. Yeah, yeah. One is the drinking thing. Like that's... In the, you know, even in this episode yeah. they're always talking about the drinking thing. Drinking is really big part of offices. I remember it's like always going out and always talking about what a crazy night you are. That being your uh. 20 or your 40. The other thing is a dick thing. In UK, mm -hmm. dicks are a gift always. Uh -huh. Blow up dicks, dick, uh, dick aprons, dick uh, um, uh, like uh, cakes. Dude, like you, you have no, like it's the culturally that's like totally appropriate to have genitalia yeah. as being part of a, of a joke like so that's like in the uk <laughs> to someone that might seem weird like it's awkward but that's just part of the culture like that would be well even better that's then. totally that fine they, they captured it well <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like it's like you like like you're not being like weird about it but like that's like the comedy like <laughs> like that's something yeah. like here like in slovakia where that would never be acceptable never yeah and I you can bring like, something the thing like that's that to like work. fascinates me so much with for instance these uh sort of let's say american versions of let's say the office is this like in my opinion a very bizarre like uh they're treading this like thin line between like for instance, those dick jokes in the American office would never fly. Like, they just wouldn't be. You know, you don't show those things on television, right? Yeah. But what's crazy is that you might say those things. And there's a difference, you know? And yeah. these kinds of, like, ways of thinking is, 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 is strange because you end up then having, like, a fake reflection of something. So, so for instance, like, everyone knows to say, everyone talks in a certain way that might be crass or might be rude or swears, whatever, in private life, Right. Not everyone, yeah. but a lot of people. And uh, that, for instance, they can't show that in the American office because of a certain set of, you know, taboo subjects that's just not part of the culture to show on television. On TV, television, yeah. On TV. So you get this weird, like, you know, double layer of you're not really seeing a reflection of something that's really happening, even though everyone knows it does happen, but you can reference it, you know, here and there. 
And some of those references can be controversial and some of those references are totally fine, you know? And it's so weird because there's a whole history behind those, you know, uh, how they handle those references. But let's say the reason why I think, let's say the British one works uh, well in this regard is that it just, it just says the things, you know, it says the things, whatever are, you know, yeah. uh, whatever happens. And then you watch it and you relate to it. And so it's weird to me, like when people, I, I just wanted to say like for, like to clear things up on, on my end, it might sound like I'm like crapping on the U.S. version this entire time. And I feel like someone who's listening to this and who loves the U.S. office. A lot will be of people like, love it. Yeah. They'll be like, whoa, these guys are idiots. And they're just like being mean to the American office and they're not giving it, you know, it's fair share of credit. And I want to say, Tim, you mentioned like if this show was being uh, viewed as on its own, maybe you have a different opinion. To be honest with you, I wouldn't have much of a different opinion. I think that, for instance, they took the premise and then they sort of went on their own and they made their own version and their own show. Like you said, yeah. it's not even the same. And that's okay. I think that's great. You know, they made their own show and that's great. Yeah. But I wanted to say that for me personally, like this is just speaking of me personally. Me personally? When I was watching and we were watching The Office together, the U.S. Mm -hmm. office, there were... Honestly, there's some really good stuff in there. I'm not gonna lie. There's some great jokes. Oh, yeah, we had some. And we had some, we had good, some laughs. good laughs. Yeah, and sure. like there's there's like reactions, like you said, uh, that are well. You mentioned like the looking at the the camera. That's actually a really good point. You mentioned it's sort of like the laugh track. Some of the, some <laughs> yeah. of those moments do work. They make you laugh, and they go it, like it oh, is true. Yeah, that's you know that's great. And there's like uh, definitely some you know Michael Scott stuff that was just like really funny and how he says certain things. Um, so honestly, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, it's, it, the American office is crap, but the thing that, that bothered me, like while we were watching was that it's just, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's in, in this typical way where you have to get through so much mediocre filler stuff to get to the gold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. And I, and it's weird because like, maybe that's just how a difference in like maybe culture or how we personally consume things or how we, what we like to see. But I noticed, for instance, to say like a lot of people uh, when watching the U.S. office, they enjoy going through that filler. And it's it's a strange yeah. concept to me because I don't know what's enjoyable about having to go through something to find something good. Well, let's say you watch the British office, you can turn that on, in my opinion, and you just enjoy watching everything. You just <laughs> right. every, every line is just you just love reliving yeah. it. And, and, and they stopped when they, 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 they kind of like used up their content and then they stopped, which is something I can respect, even if I didn't get maybe the gratification that I wanted in terms of like, oh, what happened to Don and Tim, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. You you kind of have to respect that they, they did stop when they felt like if we take it from here, we're probably not going to be as, as good or yeah. as funny. <laughs> right. And, and I wanted to say that like in watching the U.S. office now, I really... I really didn't go in trying to be critical or compare it to the UK office. I just watched, watched it as a show, as its, as That's its, right. as, as its mm -hmm. own show. I was just watching yeah. it. I wanted to be entertained and I wanted to be... And I, we I think you can't even compare much of it to the no. UK office. Maybe like the first season, that's it. Yeah. Because then it just um, becomes something entirely different. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I why that, I said the disclaimer. It's like, because I watched only like right now for the uh, comparison, I watched two episodes and that's the differences is, you know, <laughs> what drives the conversation for me. I, I don't know what the <laughs> U.S. show is. I would have to watch the whole thing like you guys. I know. Actually. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, like, of course, the U.S. show is interesting and it is entertaining. I mean, I, we, we went through nine seasons. I think we would have given up at like season three if it wasn't. If it wasn't that, you know, we wouldn't, we would stop, stop watching. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a testament to like, you know, obviously the, the great writing and, you know, how they um, set up their whole sort of plot lines and storylines. Yes. You obviously get drawn into it, you know. 
And it was um, very successful and, and influential yeah, to like I all the other that. sitcoms. But I think what what I would wonder if what Paco? would have happened if Paco, maybe fine. somebody who understands what is the core <laughs> of the UK office, it's if they did a US version of that, like it's, as, as in try to copy <laughs> the idea of it and transform into like US office situation you know yeah yeah and yeah, working with working with people from america and office there's definitely lots of material like yes, especially obviously. corporation there's like this weird like uh um uh, what's uh, like a military kind of way of people working in office the mm-hmm. workaholism of america yeah like you the, know that'd be great there's to so many all those things yeah to reflect all of that yeah it, 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 it would have been amazing but you know maybe one day maybe somebody will go like you know what I don't, let me let me revisit you know the office the way it's meant to transition into america yeah for sure like it's so strange to me that the people that picked up the office for the american version didn't Want, didn't feel like doing any research or didn't feel like it was worth it's taking that to me. Like, the plunge premise is bizarre because like, it felt like they just went in and saying we're making a new tv show and we're going to you know put all the plot lines and you know like yeah uh you know situations of the day for every episode and we're gonna write it's it's it's, it's quality it's not it's, it's not absolutely. bad but it's like they didn't pick up things that that would have been integral to like american audiences and it, what's strange to me other than like, just being the generic you know like sitcom correct thought, yeah. you know cookie cutter and so what's strange just, to me is like which uh, works but you know I, I would love i still don't know to this day sort of like i feel like there's a huge obviously there's a huge following for the u.s office and there's a big you know fandom and a lot of people love it and appreciate it. i'm sure a lot of people also grew up watching it. it we'll get to that um but i wanted to say <laughs> that like it's just fascinates me so much because i feel almost like a lot of people you know they love the u.s office um and they they a lot of a lot of the famous lines that showed up on the show, mm-hmm. uh, somehow when I was watching it, I almost felt like, huh, so that's that's the line, huh? Like I was, I yeah, was, I yeah. was expecting... It's, it's a huge oh, part like a of meme the line? culture. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a, a gif or something. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any like examples? Gifs and memes and, yeah. Ah, I don't know. Let's say, for instance, how the turntables... Yeah, how the turntables have... Yeah. yeah. Michael oh, Scott okay. or, or maybe him, Michael Scott saying like, I declare back bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. You know, th- those are, those are funny things, mm-hmm. um, like in and of themselves. But I'm just like, I, I have a hard time understanding like, like how is like, how are those lines that in and of themselves are funny? How does that justify like loving the, the show and the, and the whole <laughs> premise? It's, it's, it's I, I'm, I'm really trying not to be me. I just really want to understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it because. <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> the ghost of Michael Scott. <laughs> that was, uh, you were spinning the uh, your I'm headphones. <laughs> Paula spinning the earbuds and then it hit the microphone. <laughs> She's like, enough. Um, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because, listen to this. Great trivia I have for you guys. I did yeah. some okay. research, more research. I hope you're proud of me. Yes, I am. Very proud of uh, this, this, this is the twofold. Really? Look, look at Jacob. Getting back He's on all the Matrix episodes. After John... the dramatic episode we had two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Krasinski, who plays Jim yeah. I in called the him office. Len Kabazinski. A great actor. I think, honestly, he did a fantastic <laughs> Len job Len Kabazinski is the guy who does the... I know. Like, he's the martial arts master. Yeah, the ninja, man. <laughs> well, 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 who's the ninja? Len Kabazinski. Oh, okay, well, this is not him. Uh, I think John Krasinski did a fantastic job playing Jim. Uh, I, I do think that they nail Jim in terms of like he is uh, the the conduit as to where you know everyone looks at Jim as themselves and places them in the yeah, context yeah, of the yeah. office. I think they he really is the nailed straight that. man, the the non faker. 
And by the way, I want to say, Tim, with you, your perception of was like looking when he looks at the camera, that's like uh, the laugh track. But I yeah. was watching sort of a YouTube type, you know, video essay. And I actually kind mm-hmm. of agree with this. They said that the looking at the audience was that Jim is the only one who's in on the joke with us, the audience. You know, he connects with the audience and he says, like, I, I know what's going on here. This is ridiculous. You know what's happening in the office where everyone he, else in the office isn't yeah. doing that. Like he's the most right. self-aware of, yeah. of the situation and anything he does, there's no, you know, facade as opposed completely opposite of, of, yeah, like uh, his, his, in his like self David who wants to create the image for the audience, right. what they want to see. Well, yeah, but that's like with the character. But I don't know. I don't know if that's in the U S one, but basically the UK one, he hates that job in his life and who he is. So he's like. You know, he's almost but embarrassed the, of, of being on camera. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, for instance, like with Jim, you know, he, he at the beginning, he sort of doesn't like his job. And that was the only line it took. That was the only time he doesn't like almost like his job at the beginning, that first season, the first episode. Mm-hmm. But later on, you know, Jim's story and Jim and Pam's story is like, you know, finding like gratefulness and, you know, where you're at and, you know, not wishing for more, but just being happy where you are, you know, and who you have, you know, that kind of storyline. Like I said, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that storyline, but that's just you know, totally off on a different end. Where do you go like with the that? Yeah, they yeah. started, yeah. But I wanted to say that John Krasinski was doing an interview talking about The Office, and listen to this. He hmm. auditioned for uh, the role of Jim. He first was like for the role of Dwight, but then they realized he's probably better as mm-hmm. Jim. I can't remember. The point is that listen to this. Uh, John Krasinski was a huge fan. Of the UK office. I see. Um, I was shocked to hear that. I was like, right? whoa, I thought he never even heard of the office. I I'm know. Like, he's a fan of the UK office. And he, he said, I was really nervous auditioning because I was a huge fan of the UK office. And I was worried they wouldn't get it right, right? And he, when he went to one of these auditions, he was talking to someone on the in the office there. <laughs> and uh, the person asking him was like, hey, so, you know, you're interviewing, you're um, auditioning for Jim. And John is like, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm really worried they're going to, you know, screw this the whole thing up, you know, because usually when they bring over like uh, a, a documentary uh, or sorry, a thing to the America, it's going to be horrible. And it turns out that was like the head producer <gasps> of the show. What? That him got him the job at least. And that pretty much, pretty, you know, got him. They liked him and, you know, how it goes, those stories. Yeah. yeah. So I want to say that was a really, <laughs> really interesting did. fact. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what I wanted to tell you. I wanted to say like, this is a great example. Like John Krasinski obviously like the office for probably similar reasons that we did i imagine yeah. and it's just so crazy to me to hear like h- how is there this sort of uh you know it almost feels like there's there was so much potential you know in all this uh all these lines and, and premises and characters and stuff like that but it feels so soft you know compared soft. to the office yes. the uk one and so then i asked myself and then if you mentioned to someone like hey maybe check out the uk office i feel like that does a lot of that stuff really well they're like what I'm sorry, British office. What are you talking about? Like, there's only one office, Steve Carell. Yeah, it's a weird attitude to me. I, I don't yeah. think there's even a point of like. I, I don't think like like what you described. What I've seen that one episode. What you described. There's absolutely no point of suggesting anyone to watch the UK office. It would be so different and so uncomfortable. Okay, that, that's that is another a great thing. point. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe out of context, if you don't know, like I wouldn't say, oh, you like the U.S. office? Check out the U.K. office. It's insane. Like they would be just like, what is this? Right. So maybe what we're, what we're kind of discovering is that like these are two different like shows entirely. <laughs> Pretty right? much. I think that's what Tim and, said and, at the and beginning the only of our connection talk. Is, yeah. The only connection is the name. 
and the initial yeah. premise, and that's about it. Yeah. But let's talk about how popular it is in America. How popular is it in America? Like, Very. What do you know? <laughs> that's the end of the conversation. Thank that's you for great. listening to Full Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. But you know, like everyone loves Dunder Mifflin. They have the t shirts. It's all over the place. Everyone what's talks du- what's about Dunder it. Everyone, Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. the company. That's yeah. the company. Oh, Wernham Hogg okay. is my Wernham favorite, Hogg. clearly. Swindon Hogg. Swindon Branch. Swindon Lot. Swindon Lot. Um. You want to talk about this, so let's hear. What no, I'm just say? saying that. Yeah, I just noticed that that episode you sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "Explain like a mate," and then he's explaining him the, you know, the what was it the deficit? No, no, the, the surplus, surplus, the deficit. And then he said, "Explain like I'm five. and I'm like, oh, "Another yeah. thing that I noticed," and there's something about Reddit that I noticed, Tim. I don't know if I guess you wouldn't know because you you're not familiar with the office. Neither am I, but no. I've just discovered these things. I'm noticing people actually quoting the office and no one even knows about it i'm wondering why these why someone making a joke quote like on reddit usually on a on the comments is so high up and i have no idea what that means and then i realize it's an office reference and it's like the whole website is running on office juice Mm, could be yeah and it's like dunder mifflin like someone posts a picture like on you know subreddit pics and it's this like i got this new t-shirt you know nothing and it's the dunder mifflin t-shirt and it's like Mm. It's, I'm actually just shocked. I'm, I'm shocked about all this. You'd think that Reddit, the high thinkers of our time. I think you are the high thinkers. Well, well, let's not, I don't think, I don't think anyone, anyone agrees with like this. I was just uh, about to say. I'm being sarcastic. I mean, you know, you, yeah. have, oh, okay. you have to understand like one thing is, is probably it's a, you know, even though it wasn't such an impact, it wasn't so different as what the UK office was to these shows that came before that. I think for American sitcoms of that era, which were probably getting really crap, like this is, you know, Friends was over and it's like all that weird stuff, How I Met Your Mother and all this nonsense that was just like the dead end of sitcoms. You're just like Like, used up everything. Big Bang Theory? I think that was later. I think that was the same time. (laughs) But like like every path was beaten so bad. Like this, to us, when we know the UK office, it, it seems like a minor adjustment but maybe to you know the the american audience who's, who didn't see the uk office the u.s office was a big step in a no, different course, direction i agree. And it, I, I think that like in, in a sense i maybe 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 have went too far talking about the the british office i really didn't want to i wanted to sort of cover more <laughs> but i want to i love it i want to yeah, watch it know, me too because i watched I know, one episode and i'm like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch the extras I wanted to cover like our experience watching the, the U.S. office. It's weird, really weird because like it's a te- it's sort of revealing that the mom talking more about the U.K. office and <laughs> the, the American office, kind of revealing of sort of the overall impression of the yeah. show, at least for us. But again, but I have some I, questions for Phil about yeah. the U.S. office. Uh, me, but I just wanted yeah. to reiterate. That I only I, saw ten episodes. I don't hate the U.S. In my office. Life. I hope that that came across that I'm not like, really? like saying like it's like the worst thing or anything. I'm, you I'm don't? really not. <laughs> Do you hate it? No, okay. I'm joking. <laughs> Go, go Phil. Okay, Tim, ask away. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I wanted to ask you because you, you've been, done the same thing as, as I did. The homework is watched. Yes, you know, yes. That one yes. uh, UK one, then one US. Yes. And there's two stark differences that I was just like, I was not mm-hmm. able to get over. One of them was almost made me puke. 
Oh, is really? what the hell is going on with the camera operator in the US version? He's oh, zooming yes. in. He's zooming, zooming in. Oh, zooming in. Yeah, every Dude, time there's a joke, someone's has to, someone's face is in and the it's camera. Not and like, it, it's insane zoom. Like I think they toned it down for the other shows that I mentioned, but here so, so, I, Tim, I almost to this. wanted zooms? to throw up how much the camera moved. Like I was listen literally <laughs> sick. I, I know you guys know me well, so you know that it takes me a while to uh, to realize things. Sometimes really? years, sometimes weeks. <laughs> I, lo- wow. I love the passive aggressiveness. Of yeah. the- <laughs> <laughs> and listen, and I was watching the the U.S. Office. We were watching the U.S. Office, and I think it was at season seven that I realized these zooms. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the conversation. It was the conversation was so boring. And I was watching it. I was like, my goodness, this camera guy is zooming in every time someone says a line. Yeah. And I'm like, I never noticed this. This is just like 20 zooms in the span of a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, boom, yeah. Boom. You noticed, right? Yes. It's like, it's like, I can imagine just a camera dude, like with like the biggest arm is just going like. <laughs> also guys, speaking of the, the camera work, something in my research I discovered too, oh, your was research. that, uh, that the, uh, in the U S office, they began with realistic, uh, camera angles of the camera crew. Mm-hmm. And then later on, as the show progressed, they kept breaking the rule, and they did yeah. uh, a- angles that would make no sense in the context of the of the yeah. filming the mockumentary. So that's something interesting. Yeah, mockumentary just goes. But what I yeah. wanted to ask uh, Phil is like that's like one of the things. And second, like how big of a difference between David Brent and Michael Scott is that uh, David Brent seemed like an actual character, like actual person, while Michael Scott seemed like a three year old demented child. Like the way <laughs> he can't like caricature. The, like a character, but like to extreme that I wasn't prepared to see. Like he can't pronounce words. Like the whole, like I'm a boss, but explain what a, like it went yeah. to such an absurd extreme that maybe by itself, if I watched it, it wouldn't be so dramatic. But totally like back to back, it it went like, you know, it it went so, 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 so back. Like, like really, honestly, like, like the IQ of a, of 10%. I know, I know. Like, the like, funny thing though, I wanted to say, I, noticed. That I think that those moments, surprisingly, they, they work well. I think like that, that for instance, like that explained to Nikon 5, I really think it was funny and it worked great because I'm, I'm sure there would be people who would say that, you know, and they're in that position of being a boss. Sure. But, but at the same time, I do agree that there are those like those extremes, like you said, and, you know, uh, it just goes to absurd levels. And what I wanted to say was that what surprises me is that I also watched a, in my research, uh, one of the, a YouTube essay talking about how they developed Michael Scott and they had to make him more of a person, right? Not a caricature. And it's so strange to me because at the end of the day... <laughs> they did the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I want to say at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know what the threshold is. The threshold is so, what, low? Like, I guess the threshold yeah. is so low that you're happy if you... And he talked about this, the YouTuber talked about how they like, they added a scene, this, they added this element where he asked these questions. They added this side of him where he's he does this. And I'm thinking like, that's all well and good, but... I mean, that's still not enough. Like, you really need so much work to make this character real. And it's just strange. I think it's strange that the threshold is so low of what <laughs> what is acceptable as, like, a fully-fledged character yeah. person versus, like, a sort of caricature. And it's weird because there are moments of Michael Scott that, when we were watching, we really liked. Like, that part where, again, spoilers, he, you know, gets married, he proposes. It's like, there's some really sentimental oh, yeah, moments. Nice. And there's, nice. there's like, there's like, and you think to yourself like, man, this is like, he's like a person in that, in this scene. But then a scene later, he's completely, you know. He's a doofus. A doofus. Yeah. And it's like, what, what is going on? Pick one. Like, I don't understand what happens. What's going on behind the scenes? Like, to, oh, that's to, a classic to, sitcom. These, you know, yeah, like you, you mush like, it up and then you feel bad. Like you feel connected and then you go back to, you know, them being. Yeah, good. back to status yeah. quo. 
And so yeah, this, is not, even, score, this exactly. is not even so much of a comparison between the UK and the US office. It's just general, I think, sort of storytelling and uh, I guess even I would say comedy and how you, yeah, yeah. How you present yeah. something. And so that to me is still a mystery and how the reaction is sort of like so positive. Um, and again, I'm not saying... That I think it's positive because it's so easy to watch. Right. And again, I'm not saying it's it's like... I'm not saying they are bad. Office, US office, bad. No. Stop, stop. I'm just saying that if we're going to be talking about sort of the the requirements and what sort of makes something sort of great, then yeah. I think there are certain things that they missed. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, it's what, funny, like watching the pilot of the BBC office and it's like, what goes on in that episode? They're leading a new guy in there. Yeah. There is um, talking the redundancies. about the redundancies, the meeting. No, I didn't get the, did not get the memo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the memo. <laughs> you, you threw in the trash. It's a joke. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. The bin, you said it was a filing cabinet. It was a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All see, that stuff. And then all these different complicated things that were, that you notice in an actual office and those are actual office operations. Yeah. And you're making... Yeah you're twisting it to a way where it's awkward and you find, and you relate to it. I think that's, that has a lot to do with yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah. And then you go yeah, to the like American one and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, you go to the American one. It's like, we have $4,000. What will we spend it on? It's like a kindergarten can, version of an, of an actual office. We can uh, like, testify that yeah. like, as this, as the show progresses, I mean, they, I think they jumped the shark very early on. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes the most fun part of the episode was the, like the little chunk that comes before the theme song. Yes. Which is usually on like most of the time it's like unrelated to the big episode, right? Mm-hmm. To the, to the second part of the episode. And sometimes those were funny. And I would think I was thinking like, well, if they could focus on that, that that would be much better, you know. I think sometimes yeah. they focus so much on the, on the sort of like the the bigger plot, like that, like the story of Jim and Pam and what what's going oh, on yeah, in yeah. their life, and and then you have a uh, Dwight and and Angela, and then you have another couple and another person's mm-hmm. doing something else, and. They were following so many of these storylines that they forgot about the little gags, the sketches, you know, which makes the office what it is. Or if they do the gags, like Phil was saying, like the episode's like, you know, we're having a a fiesta in the office. And it's like, yeah, yeah. what why the fiesta like you know yeah and that's the whole premise it's like 30 minutes like you can't like, imagine that being in the bbc office like someone's no. going we're having a fiesta yeah. but, but, but it's even to the point where it's like you ask yourself like it, it's just there because they're just doing it and it just i guess is, it makes for an entertaining for episode an entertaining episode exactly like yeah you're asking yourself like like you said tim at the end of the day why is the premise of the office even there because like i said later in the show they really go everywhere like they end up going to you know uh, what Niagara Falls get married in church they go to the Michael's house you know like they're just all over the place yeah, yeah. which is not bad I'm not saying it's a bad thing but then it's like what what is the office anymore like answer the question yeah, I don't true. know can you imagine that in the BBC office they're going to Stonehenge we'll, we'll take a trip we'll take a trip yeah yeah like yeah. we'll take a trip and it's but like, it, cool. that's what I'm saying it's it's really <laughs> take a trip highly to... unlikely that that a camera crew would be at that Michael's dinner that's true yeah. you know I mean, it's like come on that's they silly. Just, yeah they, bro- they broke all the rules early on yeah. and then they just do right, whatever right. David so. Brent takes a trip to his uh, to his conference speaking job, side job. And, but, oh, 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 I want to tell God. you guys, since we're here, thank you so much for reminding me. This was also part of my research, oh. and this is a this is an active observation I made for you guys while mm-hmm. I was watching all okay. nine seasons. Is that listen to this? So they successfully 
took pretty much most of the gags from the UK office and they spread them out through all the seasons. Really? Yes. You noticed that? Yes, yes. Wow. Like little, they come up. That is true, yeah. You're right? You mm-hmm. noticed too. Like they just yeah. start, maybe not all of them, but a lot not of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And you can always tell that, 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 that came from the, the UK office. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Like throw, throwaway lines. Um, really? Little moments. And they just kept using them. as all the way up to like maybe season five. Wow. Still using that is them. true, yeah. And yeah. I was like, interesting. <laughs> But totally unrelated to anything that just comes up and you're like oh okay i guess they got to use mm. them up yeah well there you go when in doubt she was a uk I... line yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it's pretty much I, all my notes yeah i mean it's like it's uh, again you know we end up being critical of the u.s office and that's just because yeah. of my experience of one episode and i have no intention of watching the rest of it that one episode right. was, was was enough but it really made me want to rewatch the uk one again it was just yeah. so many yeah like elements that I like, I realized that anyone who's management above uh, <laughs> David is is like a professional, like a really like Jennifer, and, and it's just watching that conversation of him being so stark different to her, and they never like <laughs> make fun of them, like like uh, Jennifer and David, they're so like real in a person, like there's such right, a straight right. man in there. It's it's such a lovely way of of making funny situations of david yeah. just being so but, uncomfortable but the, intimidated by their professionalism it's that's amazing the, that's, the crazy <laughs> thing. Like, that's the comparison though i think this is a fair comparison is that that's the relationship for, for instance those two characters very real in the uk office in the u.s office michael ends up dating his superior mm-hmm. they jen. end up jen yes. right that that ends up being ends up being a whole you know season plus long affair yeah. And then she ends and she up... shows up even later when he's gone. They kind of find a way to like incorporate her in the plot, which is really bizarre. But she becomes then this just crazy woman. Yeah, yeah. And it's, she she becomes a crazy woman. She was the crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say, uh, my and just to conclude this is that like again, I think that like uh, I think that the the U.S. office I think did a lot of stuff great in terms of I think we had a great time watching it. Mm-hmm. We you know it was very entertaining and obviously we wanted to watch more of it. I think the acting, I think honestly the actors did a fantastic job in the US office. Yes. I think everyone did a great job, you know, given the premise, given the the sort of context. Um, and you know, I think I think it's a very well written show. But again, you know, that, I mean, I would suggest that you watch it, yeah. but then give up when you can't take it anymore. Because I think, <laughs> yeah, I think for, that's kind for, of what American shows are all yeah. about. Yeah, because no, it's true. Because we we enjoyed it up until sort of like when Michael left, yeah, for sure. And then we we watched because well, I mean, we watched thus far. So why why finish don't we up. just finish and be done with it? But you know what? Like the last season, I think we were just like, oh, I can't. Barely surviving. So bad. It's mm-hmm. like maybe if we if we took a break and got back to it, but it was maybe like really, I think we'd have really a less annoying. motivation even then. <laughs> maybe yeah. Uh, but what I wanted to say was that uh, is that it depends on sort of what your criteria is. I think that's the sort of bottom line: is that what is your criteria for what you want in a show? You know, uh, and what are you coming to see? You know, what kind of a comedy are you seeing? What kind of a flavor and tone are you expecting and that's all going to dictate whether you like the u.s office or not in yeah. my opinion or whether you like the uk office or not because i know i've yeah. talked to people for instance uh particularly in the states they just don't like the uk office why because it's too pessimistic for instance but they perceive the pessimism as forceful or like look how bad life is even though yeah, it's not cynicism or something yeah but it but that's again you know it depends on how you see things so i think that uh it all is sort of like a subjective thing but yeah, I do yeah. think that there is elements that we sort of, I think, went through at least, hopefully, to sort of um, 
uh, see what kind of things work and what kind of things don't work, at least for us. For sure. I have a bit of trivia so, yeah. for, for yeah. the yeah. end. Really? Uh, yep. And Tell me the trivia. I'm ready. Tell me. And um, so, so you know, the original came out 2001 to 2003, and American mm-hmm. adaption was from 2005 to 2013. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that that's not the only adaption. I mean, adaption, uh, adaptation. Yes, I do. Oh. No, the French office. There's a German one In from German 2004 too. to oh, yeah. 2012. Called Strabag or something like There's that. There's two French ones from 2006 and a 2007. Israeli one too, right? Spanish from 2008. Hebrew from 2010. Swedish, 2012. There's a Czech <laughs> one, which is pretty... F- uh, yeah, t- a Czech one from 2014. A Finnish one in 2017 where Tim Kettenberry is just called Timo. Which is pretty no! funny. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a there's an Indian version as well that was made last year. Naturally. Whoa. They probably dance wow. in every episode. Probably. So I let's next time, special Jacob, oh, we no. get an episode from all of these. <laughs> an episode. That's fine. I would an episode. watch it. We should watch an episode all of them. Yeah. 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 Collect it. Yeah. And then see if the you know, if any of these show understand the core of uh, the original one, if they translate or they just That's make up funny. their own version like the American ones. Hey, I have a question to end this as well for you guys is that do you believe that if the US office had come out and there was a different premise, like not the office, do you think it would have been the same Maybe. success? I think with the same cast yes. probably would. I don't know. Yes. Maybe. Maybe we wouldn't be talking now and comparing it to the yeah. British no, office. No, we, we probably wouldn't. But I think with the same cast, um, probably would. But Ricky Gervais yeah, wouldn't probably. be rich then. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to say Ricky Gervais did say like in an interview once he was like he was like I wanted to, I was curious to see like if I'll ever read his opinion on the U.S. office, which of course will yeah. never happen in the world. He will, he will never also, say just for the record, his cameos in the American office are the worst. Yeah. Are awful, sadly. Um, but but I want to say we'll never find out Ricky Gervais' real opinion. And, and I remember looking it up, and he says like. He's like, I love Steve Carell. He's like, I love them all. He's like, Steve Carell has made me more rich than I've made myself. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, that's correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. What else can so, you say, you know? What are you going to say yeah. to the people who made you rich? Wasn't that also Steve Carell's, like, breakthrough I think role? so, yeah. Like, I mean, that, all those that's guys. kind of like... I remember, yeah, because I remember in 2006 when we were at Drew's house. That's and right, we were I filming, say, yeah. We were filming Midnight Plague or whatever, some movie that we were doing. And of course, the family was like, well, it's time for The Office. Everyone gathered together. And when I heard that, was the oh. first time I heard The Office. And I was confused. I was like, watch The Office. What are you going to watch The Office for? Like, what <laughs> so office? boring. Yeah. And then they put it up. And I put it on. And I'm like, this is so interesting. I found the concept very fascinating even back then. Yeah. But it wasn't until later we like understood what it was. But it was very big when it came out. I yeah, remember. everybody was watching. It felt it. big. Yeah. I think it's even bigger now, apparently, because it's like on Netflix and stuff. I guess. What? Oh, he was in Bruce Almighty 2003. That's where I remember him from. And Anchorman. So he was in movies before that. And And the 40-Year-Old Virgin, too. That was the 40-Year-Old Virgin. Since I did my research, and I just wanted to mention, just to make you guys all proud, is that Uh uh, there were also, some of the actors also directed some of the episodes. And one of the actors was John Krasinski, who directed some of the episodes. Was he buff already or no? He later he later directed his own film, so I think that was interesting. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, guys. Okay. Well, that is a <laughs> that, 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 that is a signal. Signal. Oh, I can do the pilot now. I'm sorry. I'm twenty four feet. Are you gonna do that? Are you gonna play Flight Simulator 2020? Fly over Anderson. We're gonna crash down Anderson, Indiana, on Melrose Drive, one one three eight. Okay, the three pilots is 
three too many pilots. <laughs> well, I'm getting revenge. To I'm getting revenge from the years and years of Jake's pilots. Yeah, but I never did yes. three in a row. I did like, okay, Paco needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Give, give us some. Give us some. Give us some statements, Paco. Paco. It's okay, it's okay, come, Paco. Come. Which one do you like better? Well, Paco watched all the. Oh, well, Paco watched all the offices as well. Which one do you prefer, Paco? Paco, which one is your favorite? Oh, I, as, agree. As, as I, thought, I agree. As I, I agree. <laughs> good, good as on expected. you, Paco. <laughs> so, in conclusion, what are your opinions on either of these shows? And tell us, and we'd like to hear. Yes, I'm going to do a poll on Instagram. Please do. Also, wins. Tim, when you're watching The Office again, do me a favor and tweet on use Twitter and write down your opinions when you're watching it. I'd like okay. to list, I'd like to read them. Or whatever, use whatever you want, Instagram. <laughs> I'll use uh, paper notes and send it to the wind. MySpace. Okay, paper notes, fine. MySpace. Use your MySpace. Uh, thank you, Paula, for joining us. Yes, thank you. Paula's here. Thank you, thank you for great. having me. Yeah. You are welcome to come back for something else that you're interested in. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Um, and uh, that was the office special. You guys should do um, Netflix Christmas movies oh, special. Oh, yeah. Man. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Giving me flashbacks last time you guys were I know, here. right? I thought, well, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I uh, th- thank you for listening to Christmas my office miracle. special. I'm glad. I hope you guys had an okay time. We did. It was a great, it was a more than okay time. Good. Yeah, you did a good job hosting. Thank you. Thank you. I tried hard. You, know, I tried <laughs> yeah, so you, you did you see, your work. You see how hard it is. You see how hard it is? But we appreciate the work, you know? We thank you. And the listeners too. I hope I didn't sound overly critical. I, that wasn't my No, title. you did, but it's okay. Ah, crap. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's well. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Well, anyway, uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yay! And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Perfect. What happened there? I should probably wrap this there? up soon. Dude. Kind of long. Dude. Do you think McDonald's is... What happened? Yeah, we lost you. Yeah, you have to repeat mia. that whatever Mama you said. Mamma mia. The last, Thank like, you the last so much 30 seconds. playing my game. Are you there? You guys there? Hello. Timothy. No. Uh, well, I think that's it. <laughs> we just cut and we put the music. <laughs> 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 <laughs>